This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We're going back to back to back to back on some of these things, yes, man. Yes, sir. Hey, these are, you know what I saw today, actually? <laughs> Before I came here, yeah. uh, Bart sent me a little New York Times post mm-hmm. of fucking Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. His podcast yeah. originally was only on um, iTunes, which uh-huh. I didn't know about that until recently, because I, I I always just listen to uh, iTunes podcasts. Yeah. But when I started getting the podcast game, I didn't realize that you could put podcasts on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And then when I was looking for Joe Rogan stuff on Spotify, it's not there. He hasn't had his podcast on any other platform besides iTunes exclusively. Why? I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. he had a deal with them, but he was one of the OGs in the podcast game, right? right? Um, him, Adam Carolla, and a few other people. Uh, he just signed a $100 million deal mm-hmm. with Spotify to exclusively put his podcast on the Spotify platform. Wow. $100 million deal. Yo, Spotify genius. <laughs> Listen, you could offer me $12 and a and a fucking pack of Kit Kats and let's get it popping. Like Damn. we'll keep it exclusively on Spotify. Yeah. But they wanted his content so bad that they offered him a hundred fucking million dollar like multi-year deal. I think it was like, I don't, I don't know how many years it is. It could yeah. be like three to four. I could look it up. I don't really care to. Yeah. But for however X amount of years, it can't be more than three to four years. They offered him a hundred fucking million dollars to exclusively put his podcast only on on, uh, Spotify. And the crazy thing is it's like you got like who would have ever thought Joe Rogan would be you know one of the most popular podcast hosts. Dude he just shit on fucking Dave Chappelle's deal. Dave Chappelle was offered what 50 million for Netflix? Two episodes. He's getting offered to do something he already does for fun (laughs) that he's already making probably like what I don't know maybe like 10 mil a year on it anyways. Right. Just off of his own ads alone. Yeah. To do something he was already doing and just yeah. putting it on one platform, which is Spotify. That's hey, the man, only change. You fucking up, bro. Fucking what am I doing, dude? Yeah. What are you doing with your I gotta life, start doing man? stand-up again. I gotta start doing all this other stuff, man. This guy's so much better than me in every fucking aspect. And he has like a fucking massively devastating Taekwondo kick. You know? I know. <laughs> and he's, so he's basically me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only one. He's, he's using my martial art. Yeah, We're pretty exactly. much the same fucking exactly. person. Hey, he has the cutest golden retriever too. Have you seen that shit? No, I haven't. Dog, I didn't know he had dogs, yeah. And Marshall Rogan is his, is his uh, golden retriever name. That's a pretty dope name. Fucking Marshall dog. Rogan. His golden retriever is hella cute, dude. He has the life, man. Yeah, well, that and now his his owner has a hundred more million dollars. To... What, what do you need that extra hundred million for? man what does he need an extra 100 million for hey nobody's gonna complain with making an extra 100 million dollars though it's not a matter for of real need. somebody says like hey just take your podcast and put it to somewhere else i'll give you 100 million dollars yeah it's like that's it there's no strings attached no yeah. strings attached just be here for three or four years yeah but you can't put it out anywhere else but our 
platform Spotify. I'll give not? you hundred million. Why the fuck? Where do I sign? Where do I fucking sign? <laughs> Whose dick yeah. do I have to suck? Let me go like <laughs> yeah. let, no, it. Like, right no, you don't understand. We're already offering it to nope. you. You don't need to suck dicks. Nope. No, I'm I, a... as a, as a show of gratitude, <laughs> let because I was willing to suck it for far less. <laughs> In Korean culture, I have to do this. I will bow and suck your dick. I'm actually a relative to Andy from the Fire documentary. I'll, I'll do whatever I can, and I'll suck some. Oh, I'll suck some fucking dick right now. A hundred million. Do you have any idea what I would do if I made a hundred million dollars? Yeah. I mean, I, I would still continue to do this podcast, but right, I would see right. a lot more crazier shit. That's for yeah, sure. No, for sure. I mean, look, man, a hundred million dollars is obviously a life and a game changer to most people, right? Yep. But I don't know if I would necessarily like drastically change the way I live, you know? You're fucking out of your mind, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't drastically change the way you live? No, no, no. Like, I, in terms of, like, I wouldn't all of a sudden just indulge myself in extravagance. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, filet fish every day, Oh, dude. well, <laughs> it's not like you can't do that now, you know? It's different, though. It's different when you have money. That's when you true, have money, filet fish just tastes different, dude. That's true. I'll just take a bite and throw yeah, it away. Like, yeah, you know I'm, not, I mean? I'm not eating it because uh, I have to. I'm eating it yeah. because, you know, I can. <laughs> I just want to. It's a different type of meal, baby. Just schedule fucking deliveries with uh, oh, McDonald's dude. for every day. Of the week. I would have somebody work out my body for me. I just lay down on the floor. They move my legs for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think that I would go to like the other end of the spectrum in terms of like extremities. I, I don't think I would be like, oh, yeah, now I got $100 million. I'm going to fucking live life like I wasn't living oh, before, you know? Dan Bilzerian, dude. Oh, uh, well... That guy, he he was living an extravagant life. What hey, what does Dan Bilzerian do exactly? So Why does he have so much fucking money? Yeah, th so that's that's a, a question that has uh, everybody has wondered about, you know, because he said he made his money from playing poker, right? But you know, po when poker players talk about it, they don't really know who he is. Yeah, yeah, they don't really recognize as a dude that's been in the circuit, you know, like really grinding away, um, sucking dick. That's how. I got and that so, money. like the the rumor is, is that his his dad was an extremely wealthy guy uh, um and he just kind of trickle down effect <laughs> you know mm -hmm. the wealth trickles and he's like down decent to him. poker and he yeah. kind of used that angle to yeah, say that this exactly, is how I made my exactly exactly he he like was able to create a brand and a platform around that about his playboy image and then you know you get sponsorships from that i don't know how true it is though i think i don't think he's ever confirmed cuz people have asked him time and time again like where do you get your wealth from? Yeah. And the only concrete answer he gave was that from playing poker. Like I, I became a millionaire, multimillionaire from pl playing poker. But like I said, the poker players Don't have a different yeah idea on it. Like how much money could like if Phil Ivy was like, yeah, you know, I I know he I know Dan. He's he's been in the circuit, you know, grinding away, and mm -hmm. he's he's won a lot of these tournaments. But like Phil Never Ivy is somebody who you won't question. Like he's a multimillionaire from a being a great fucking poker player, right? Mm -hmm. But Dan is like... Nobody's so like, who are you? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I've seen you in some tournaments, but... That's not, about it. Yeah, you're not like like a, a road dog. See, that, ma that makes me wonder too, because yeah. uh, somebody told me too about Dan Bilzerian. He says that uh, he doesn't, you know, because he always has like these half-naked bitches with him all yeah, the time, yeah, right? Yeah. These gold-digging bitches. And he goes, I think somebody told me, I think it, it could have been a Joe Rogan podcast where yeah. he was saying this, but he was saying that... Uh, the, the women that he has around him he mm -hmm. goes like the women that are ha that are around me like i they can't just be around me for the money they have mm -hmm. to like me for me mm -hmm. 
Shut the fuck up. There's no way. Nobody's going to like bro. you for you. How the Come fuck would you know? On, How the fuck would you yeah. know? All right? You yeah. gajillion. You think these fucking half-naked bitches are around you because they're like, this guy right here, yeah. he's he's something special. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian, dude, for all that fucking money, you're dumb as yeah. shit. By the way, can we be best friends? And then, <laughs> I talk this shit, but if I see him in yeah, person, exactly. you, best, you best believe. Exactly. I mean, come on, man. I mean, be real. You know, like, you don't, you don't have to fucking fake the funk. You don't got to front. Like... You got money. You got a lifestyle that th these bitches want to be a part of, you know, e even if it means uh, for a very short amount of time, they want to indulge themselves in that extravagant lifestyle, right? It's like, how, like Those you bitches said, don't yeah. give a fuck about exactly, your personality. Man, exactly. What are they fucking sucking your dick and like, I like your mind. Nobody <laughs> you gives a fuck about know, that shit. The, the, the thing, you, you kind of talking about Dan Bilzerian is kind of reminding me of like the Showtime Lakers and like what Magic Johnson's life was like. Um, he was getting his dick sucked by the Showtime bro, Lakers. Bro, no, no, like the Showtime Lakers, the team. Oh, I right? thought you meant like the Showtime Lakers. The, for, some, I, for some reason, I picture cheerleading girls. No, no, I was no. Like, during like, the Showtime Lakers yeah, time, he was getting no, his, his during, dick sucked. During the Showtime Laker era, I mean, they were Showtime on the court and off the court. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it never stopped. And um, I was watching like a, a little documentary about it. Like, it's insane the amount that like the guy did basic math on it and he would magic johnson had a quote where he said he felt like it was his responsibility to service as many women as possible like it's like it was his god-given calling oh, this motherfucker, service. Dude. like the way he worded it really made it sound like it was like a public uh duty that he was he said this in public I, it was a public quote. That's yeah. fucking hilarious, yeah, dude. Yeah, um, and he goes, "I don't know why I had AIDS." <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that, and, and that's another thing too is that how great his PR team must be to where, where he completely shifted the narrative. Like this was a dude that had AIDS. I mean, it never or no, he had HIV. It never got to AIDS, right? Mm -hmm. And because of his wealth and because of his fame, obviously he has access to like. Um, New blood all the time. Yeah, <laughs> new blood, you Just know, murdering babies yeah, for new blood. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Magic Johnson, dude. Yeah, experimental treatments and like the best doctors, and he was basically able to. I mean, he still has AIDS, but he's able to keep no, it. He has, at, he has it no more. No, no, he still has it. It's just not Detectable? traceable amounts. Yeah, you can't. Oh. It's they haven't found like a vaccine or a cure to get rid of it. Oh, I thought he got it. No, I thought it was done. For. No, no, he still has to take his treatments, and it, what it does is it, it keeps it at bay. And so that um, sometimes it's it's not even traceable in his blood, you know. But he still he still oh, has. Oh, dude! I thought this will beat AIDS completely. No, dude. no, he didn't beat it. He he oh. just managed it. You oh, know? so if I had an open wound and he spit inside it, I got AIDS. Then <laughs> it's got, very, is that, that what's gonna happen? Very possible. But yeah, you know, like I feel like a lot of the younger generation might not even be aware that Magic Johnson had AIDS. You know what I mean? Like they just see him as. Oh, he was a ex Laker, a, a guy that's an overall mm. likable and charismatic guy who a lot of players and people respect, and it's just that dude, like ambassador of L.A. Right? He he fucking brings uh, sports teams and, and, and like elevates them, and then he uh, owns all these businesses in L.A. Right? Highly successful businessman. But then there was a there was a point where it was like Magic Johnson. That was AIDS. a crazy time, you know, since we're talking about AIDS, because that was during, that was, there was an AIDS pandemic. Yeah, yeah, right? there was. I'm not sure if it was obviously a global pandemic, yeah. but during the, that time, wherever it was, like the 60s or the 70s or some shit like that, AIDS mm. was a huge fucking thing. Yeah. Is like, um, 
somebody older told me it was like it was almost like everybody was scared to have sex at that point like mm-hmm. nobody wanted to have sex yeah yeah it's like if i stuck my dick in somebody like eddie murphy said like on raw my uh, motherfucker would explode <laughs> you know so i wonder how they dealt with that shit oh no no magic johnson had apparently he didn't, he didn't no problem that in that quote that i'm telling you about he he said unprotected <laughs> He was so it's my duty to have even, unprotected yeah. sex with as much bitches as possible. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like it's crazy that you know they would no matter what city they would travel to on deck they would have like 40 women at the hotel lobby waiting uh-huh. to be serviced by the Showtime That's Lakers. That's fucking funny, dude. Yeah, another like 40 uh notes from women, like perfume scented notes. You know, saying that they, you know, call me or, you know, I want to hang out with you. That was you the OG or, DM back in the day, Yeah, dude. exactly. You the OG sprints, DM. On a little... They staple a panty on And they put a dove on it and send it to a messenger dove. And then so, like, pre-game, post-game, traveling on the road, like, it was nonstop. And then what kind of... Put a damper on it was one of the the Lakers. It was this uh, I forget what position he played. I forget his name even. It was this white dude. But everybody, he just had this reputation of being as dumb as a rock. Like he just was not a very bright guy. Yeah, he JaVale just McGee. He, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just I guess told his wife of what was going on. You know, and, and like what what he was him and the team was partaking in. And then so that wife called the other wives of, of the players. Of course she would. Yeah. And, and then the, the funny shit is these other wives, some of them was like, yeah, I of course. knew what's, what's going on. It's like, like, I was one of those girls too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's cool. It's just one less shit I got to do for yeah. them. You know, so I just got knocked up. I was smarter than those <laughs> yeah. bitches. And then other, other wives were kind of like, oh, you know, I had a hunch and, you know, I'm not too happy about it, but what can you do? And so, <laughs> what, yeah. what can I do? And she got this fucking $20 million yeah, ring exactly. on her finger. Well, what can I do? Exactly. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of crazy how like that Showtime era did the amount of fun and like other players too on other teams and other celebrities right apparently there was uh, this thing called like the forum girls and the forum parties right mm-hmm. so at the forum they would have these post game parties and like it was basically known to be just riddled with girls <laughs> you know what is that like man I've this is why, because of stories like this, yeah. it's very easy to believe all these Me Too stories. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, right. Just because, I mean, there's so many stories about Bill Cosby. You know, I've said this too. Yeah. The first 12 women that came out, I was like, damn bitches lying. <laughs> but once once Lady 800, 907, you know, <laughs> 8,672 like, oh, came out, I was like, this motherfucker did it. And that's the yeah. sad part though, right? Yeah. Because for me, his legacy and what Bill Cosby did for me, like made me not want to hear these stories. Because I personally just didn't want to believe that somebody, the Jello pudding guy, yeah, the guy right, that was, right. the guy that really just didn't even used to shit on other people yeah. for cursing, right? Yeah. There was a story that Eddie Murphy told where Bill Cosby almost ended uh, Eddie Murphy's career because of how how much he made him feel bad about right. his content. Right, he was because like, he was cussing and all of that, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. goes, this, this is not comedy. This is yeah. not what you do. Yeah. Like, let me it's show not you. wholesome enough, yeah. you know? Lo and behold, he's fucking forcing his fucking dick in bitches. Fucking Mr. Rape over yeah, here. He's over here raping... <laughs> sorry, not bitches. He's raping women, yeah. you know? Like yeah. it's like he's just going to Sunday service. Like yeah. it's just nothing he's supposed to do. I think I think that's kind of like the fine line between, you know, celebrities who overflex their power and celebrities who just kind of like skirted 
it a little bit, you know? It was like, because there was a thing too with Magic Johnson's house parties. It, it was like notorious, right? Yeah. Everybody wanted to come to these parties because they knew it was just like an orgy-filled party. Like by midnight, it was like a rule everybody had to have been getting it on. By min- If you're not getting it on... You are banned from ever coming to this Dude, party. That room must have smelled like ball sack and pussy. <laughs> yeah. That shit must have been disgusting. Yeah. It's like, was somebody doing Bikram yoga in here? Yeah. Like, what does that smell? Like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, that's pussy. I'm certain of it. <laughs> like, that's that's yeah. definitely puss. I could tell. No, but then like the 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 story is is that all the women who were invited to this party, it was like a foregone conclusion that they were down. Like if you weren't, oh, if you stepped in, this is what's right. up. Right. If you're coming here, then this is what's happening here. Right. It, it's already understood. And if by an off chance you're not getting it on by midnight, then Magic Johnson is gonna personally come to you and, and let you know. You. No, no, not fuck you. Oh. <laughs> God, it's, it's, that got dark real quick. It's showtime, baby. Yeah, it's showtime, bitch. You know what time it is. Nah, he he would personally come to you and let you know. Like, it's time to be getting it on. And if you're not going to do that, then you can leave and you're never going to oh. be invited to this party. So, like, that's kind of like the fun. He's not getting rapey. He's just letting you know, like, if you're not down with this, if it's not consensual sex going on by midnight. But you got to get yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, you can be anywhere but here. You got to get the no fuck out of here. I had no idea Magic Johnson was like that. Yeah, man. Not the whole AIDS thing makes sense. It's like, exactly. it's like, well, it's like that if... The fact that he only has HIV, you know what yeah. I mean? With all right, the math was like two thousand something women a That's year. That's fucking crazy. A year, you know? And, and, and dick would fall off at that point. No, I'm surprised he didn't have leprosy on he, that he, shit. He, he he had the energy, bro. Because he like this was like I said, pre-game, post-game, That's after, crazy. after parties. So he had like this. Like insatiable appetite. Yeah, that he, he just couldn't he would satisfy. Have like six to twelve women with him. Motherfucker, sex is tiring sometimes, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just so exhausting. Exactly. You know, I, I used to go out with this one girl who, um, mind you, like a lot, I think a lot of the times, you know, guys joke about the shit a lot, right? Yeah. I, maybe I'm just not the average human being. Yeah. But they're like, yo, like I want a girl that wants to fuck all the time. I'm down with it. That's what you think. You know, people who say that shit, people don't got jobs. All right, you jobless motherfuckers. I don't know how Magic Johnson did that shit, but I, sometimes you no, tired. His, his libido was on another it's level. On some, this motherfucker was playing ball. If you go, if you play like slow-mo on some of his old games, his dick is hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he would keep people away on the defense. It's like, the fuck? Is there a third arm on me? What the fuck know, is going on? Is this? this fool had like, like the best fucking SWAT stat ever. This full swatted and, balls with his dick. That, and, but that's just so crazy to me that like he was having you know sex with multiple women before the games, and he still played like that. Like that's where do, where do you get the energy, man? Like wh- what Impossible. type of blood is running through your veins? Dude, after I have sex, dude, I'm a mobile. You could rob me at that point. I would well, do nothing. Exactly. Well, that's the whole point of the orgasm. It's just like, ah, <laughs> I know, right? Like, all right, I'm fucking done and for the would, day. That would help him fucking perform his shit. Yeah, that's I, weird. Apparently, it's I, I guess it's like. You know, one of those people that that small group of people where they get high and they're mm-hmm. productive. They're actually productive when they're high. You know, yeah. Versus- I'll never look at Michael uh, fucking <laughs> Magic Johnson the same way ever again, dude. Thanks to you. Ever. No, you, all right. You want me to ruin another player? Not that it's somebody that you you don't were say fan Kobe. Of. No, not Kobe. Not Kobe. Um, Karl Malone. You know. The mailman? The mailman. He was delivering dick everywhere. No, I mean worse than just delivering dick. You know. This dude got a fucking 13-year-old girl pregnant. <gasps> you know that? He has a kid from this 13-year-old girl. It was when he was in, I think, high school. 
you know, and he was like this local star, right? Carl Malone fucked a 13-year-old? He's Takashi 6'9". He fucked a 13-year-old girl. Apparently Takashi didn't fuck that girl, apparently. I'm sorry. And and the parents of that girl didn't want to press charges because they didn't want to be the one responsible to ruin his his career. Right, because he was a local hero. Damn, Everybody dude. loved him, you know. Like, and, and it was like a small town, like a farm town. He you doing know? this for the black community. We gonna have to take this one. And, and and like he he like denied, you know, um, this responsibility eight, for the child <laughs> this, too. This eight foot child is not yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like dog. The child's fucking six yeah, seven, and he's three and, years old. And then, it's your kid. And then uh, you know he impregnated another girl. This like, motherfucker, goddamn. Yeah, and uh, you know I think uh, and it's still in his teens too. And, and then he had twins. Oh, it's full got the players crush, dude. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, man, this that was straight up rape." Carmelone fucking fucked a thirteen-year-old girl. Thir- what and do you Anne find? had a kid, not just raped her, got her pregnant, and fucking, you know. Had- so I talked about the whole Takashi Six Nine shit, right? Yeah, you know that little snitch. Yeah, and then, uh, because there was a there was a court case on him because. Uh, in a, in a music video or a video or something, he had a 13-year-old girl in there. One mm-hmm. of his homies, like, they, they were kind of running a train on her. I guess he was there recording and right, you know, right, having right, fun. Right. Maybe maybe not to those exact specifics, but he didn't fuck the girl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But he was he was there. Yeah. You know, he, the girl was on his lap or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was making a point that, you know, a 13-year-old looks like a fucking 13-year-old. Period. Right. End of story. Right. I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. And some of the comments were like, David, you don't know 13-year-old girls now. Yeah, no shit. I don't know fucking 13-year-old girls right now. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> what am I? What would he be doing talking to 13-year-old girls? <laughs> he was like, you don't know 13-year-old girls. No shit, guy. <laughs> the fuck? But here's the thing, though. No matter how much makeup you put on a 13-year-old girl, when you're like 18, you know that that 13-year-old girl is a 13-year-old girl, period. I understand, though, like when they're like 16, 17, 18, then then it's like if they put their makeup on right, visibly it might be sometimes really hard to tell. But when they open their fucking mouth and they're talking, it's like that's a 13-year-old girl. Also, two 13-year-olds, like I said, 13-year-olds smell like wet backpacks. They... They fucking stink. Like, I know for a fact they fucking stink. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a youth minister at a church. Some of my kids were 13-year-olds. Yeah. Those motherfuckers smell like shit. Yeah. But you know what, man, though? The, that they do have a point with the comment because, like, when you are out in public now and, and you kind of see the standards that teenagers have to meet almost, the standard of beauty, the standard of what it's like to be attractive, right? It's like... I mean, I feel fucking terrible for them, man. Well, we had that too. I think now it's just because social media has has it so yeah, much in their face. Yeah, it's 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 like. It, I mean, they definitely look better than when we were thirteen years old. Like, definitely thirteen year olds look like thirteen year olds. Yeah, there wasn't YouTube tutorials on how to do your makeup, how to right, dress, or whatever. Right, but but it's like, dude, you're fucking thirteen. Like, that's not what you should be focusing on, man. Thirteen yeah. is just be thirteen, have yeah. fun. You know, revel in the fact that you don't have real responsibilities yet. You know what I mean? People right. don't want to do that, though. They they, they definitely... Uh, here's here's one of the most annoying things that I see. Mm. Just for somebody who's like, you know, I'm 32 now, right? Here's, here's a habit that you guys should know. If you're younger, older people know when you're trying to act like you're way above your age. And it's the most fucking annoying thing on earth. Yeah, no decent adult is going to look at you and be like, well, this 20-year-old can speak like me, yeah. a 30-year-old right. who has a business and right. who has his life together. Right. When you do that stuff, you come off very disingenuous and we kind of just entertain you. We go, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we move yeah. on. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't be mature for your age at the age of 20, but when you try to act like you're something that you're not, right? When you're not 20, you are going to miss those. You're going to miss that age. 
be a 20 year old. I'm not telling you to go out there and get drunk and get smashed and, you know, do all that other shit. Right. You should do it. But <laughs> if you don't want to, that's not your thing. Right. Yeah. But the, but when you're that kid that always tries to act a little older than you are, it's really fucking obnoxious. Nah, for sure, for I sure. hate hearing that shit. For when sure. I go to these college shows sometimes yeah. and some of these kids, they're very sweet, right? But yeah. they come up and they're like, yeah, you know, these kids, I'm like, bitch, so you what? are, you are these yeah, kids. Yeah. You're just trying to act like you're something that you're not. Yeah, yeah. Like these other dudes, they're like, I went to this one school, these motherfuckers, the most irresponsible little fucks just getting smashed on a weekday. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the thing is that I'm like. I'm not saying that what they're doing is amazing. I'm just yeah. like, oh, they're just being, you know, a bunch of 20-year-olds. That's, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah. But this other kid, there's one specific kid that I remember. He was like, yeah, I'm not trying to be like them. I'm trying to be responsible with my shit. It's like, cool story, bro. Shut the fuck up. I don't care. Like, what? What, what am I going to invite you to my hotel so we can have some coffee and talk about life now? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you talking shit about them? They're just yeah. doing normal shit. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, you don't got to like it. Yeah. But it's it's that 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 snobbiness, that fakeness of like trying to be older than you actually are. It doesn't yeah. help, man. Just be you. No, it's for sure. Good. For sure. I mean, look. Like you said, it's one thing to be like more mature for your age, but you know, don't don't try to act like you know more than you actually. But you know what? I can't I can't even say anything about that because I was that kid too. Like we when we were growing up as teenagers too, think about it, man. Like our parents would pass on, you know, wise, worldly experience-based advice to us. And we'd be like, nah, we know better. Or I know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So it's just, I feel like kind of a nature of, of like a maturing process of always feeling like you know better. And then once you actually start to understand and know, you realize I didn't know shit. You know? I think that what I'm talking about is the kid that thinks that they're the wise parent oh, okay, at the okay. age of 20. Okay. You know I mean, that's the annoying thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. when you think that you're the wise parent or yeah. you want to give, you know, virtues of wisdom yeah, right. at the age of 19 and 20, yeah. it's like, Dog, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or you just have an opinion, and that's completely fine. Right, but to sit right. there and then try to like, I'm a, I'm mature. Yeah. I, I hate the fucking the most annoying girl. So this is one girl. Her name was. Uh, don't don't. <laughs> nah, her name was Jane. So, <laughs> so she went to my church, right? This yeah. bitch used to annoy the fuck out of me. And uh -huh. the reason why is because she was dating an older dude at our church. Uh -huh. So because she was dating the older dude, she was my age. She assumed that she was also the older person. Now, mm. I've never gotten so irritated at a motherfucker in my life. And at church, I remember this shit. Like our Bible study teacher wasn't there. And so, you know, we're like, hey, our Bible studies teacher didn't show up. He didn't yeah. let anybody know. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm playing hoops, baby. And so I started, you know, we, everybody was leaving the class. Like, yeah. oh, they're not coming through. Like, well, guys, he's not here. But today I've decided that I'm going to lead Bible study. And mm -hmm. I looked at it. I was like, the fuck you're not, bitch. You're my age. <laughs> I just got up and I left. Yeah. But she always wanted to make it a point yeah. to make sure that she, everybody knew how much, how how better she was than everybody because else. I'm dating a guy who's so much older, older. than me. See, and there's know? no there's no way an older guy would date me yeah. if I wasn't at his maturity level. Ah, you know, this it's it's that's like more of a superiority complex, and it just doesn't have to do with age. I mean, it even has to do with things like race, right? Mm. Like. You know, a classic example of that is dating outside the race because you feel like your own race, you feel ashamed or you feel like is inferior in some way. And then oh. so like you get this support superiority complex by dating like a white person, for example. Right. And then you, you kind of look down on, you know, you, you guys. I, no, I don't date Asians. The fuck are you talking about? You don't date Asians. You're a fucking Asian. Yeah. Right. Like well, what are you what are you talking? About? And, and then it, it, that used to bother me. How they? It's like look, if you want to be in an interracial relationship, Go that's ahead. all fine and good. Well, why you right? got shit on your own culture? Yeah, for exactly. That? Why do you got to look down on your own fucking people and your own culture? Like that's yeah. who you are. But it's it's like almost a a thing of like a, what do you call that? Like uh, transferring 
prop then i forget the, the term for it um but it's like because i have white dick inside of me <laughs> i am now, i too am yeah, white now i too am white now you too know? bad it doesn't work like that you're still a little gooky <laughs> yeah exactly and you're still a little gooky huh everybody yeah. looks at you they're just like oh you're that gooky that dates that white guy and you think that you're white <laughs> Or the other not, way not around. Not just women too, you know. It's just uh, yeah, for guys too, you know. I yeah. mean, uh, but yeah, I've 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 definitely had experience with a handful of people like that, you know, during my life, and it just always bothered me. Yeah, man. I, I I never understood that too. Like where, I wonder what happened to that person as an individual that made them say, "I will never date a an Asian man or uh, or uh, an Asian girl." Yeah. Or you know, I'm pretty sure they have that like in their own races, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like, you know, black folk, they're like, I'll never date a black man or yeah. I'll never date a black woman. Yeah. And I wonder what happens. Like what was the trauma that you linked with that in that situation that made you self-hate so fucking hard? Right, right. Because I, I don't really understand that. For me, like for example, I didn't think that I would end up with a Korean girl and yeah. I, I happened to have, right? Yeah. And it wasn't because I hated my own culture. It's right. just because I grew up in an area predominantly where there wasn't a lot of Korean people. Right, so right. it's not stuff that I really found that attractive yeah. right like culture wise i thought it was so different but later on i found out that you know being a korean american and being born in korea speaking korean having korean parents all that other stuff mm-hmm. clearly because i am korean um it was important to me it's something that's very important to me yeah right yeah and i didn't so when i met mariel and then we were connecting on korean shit i'm like oh shit i'm actually very happy that you're korean mm-hmm. you know? yeah no yeah i mean that's the thing is that look there's there's nothing wrong with dating inside of your race and outside of your race it's like because you know when you kind of uh touching on what you're what you're talking about is just kind of being able to share that culture maybe you want to pass that on to your kids there's I do nothing, so bad yeah there's nothing wrong with that i right? want to teach my kids that you should beat your kids for no goddamn reason <laughs> and let them know that they got an ass whooping on layaway That's what... <laughs> it will, no matter what you do you know when that ass whooping you is spank, coming you gonna spank your kids no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm going to try my best not to. I'm a, you know, the thing in the is... YouTube, in the YouTube vlogs, I'm not going to spank him, but you best believe behind <laughs> cameras, I'm, I'm, I'm slapping that kid up. That's, that, <laughs> no, that's, that's something I've thought about a lot, man, because it's like... I'm going to try my best not to. You know, our parents, their generation, the generation before that, before that, I mean, they they didn't have like information and education that we do today, uh, which is, you know, you look at you look at the statistics... I mean, negative reinforcement is shown time and time again not to not be to as be effective, effective yeah. as positive reinforcement, right? You know what I found out too? Uh, just from just from like personal experience, yeah. right? Like I, I know certain uh, – I used to say this a lot and I still kind of believe it sometimes depending. But just from the stuff that I've seen uh, in the past like seven to, seven to six years, mm-hmm. right? Within the seven years, a lot of my friends have had kids yeah. outside from JK people. They're, yeah. they're new parents. I'm talking about people before them. Yeah. But a lot of these parents too, like they used to say like, oh, uh, I had to whoop my kids because kids are very different. Like mm-hmm. they don't, some kids just don't learn a certain way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I do believe that to a certain extent, right? Some kids are just a little more problematic than others. Everybody's a little bit different, right? All animals are like that. Mm-hmm. But these parents that I've seen that said that about these kids that are problematic and they have these bad habits. Yeah. I've seen what they do and yeah. I'm like, well, of course they're bad habits that you don't like is because half the time you think it's cute and you let them get away with it. <laughs> right. You know, they're right. like, because sometimes it's funny to them. Right. They're right. like, Oh, that's cool. Blah, blah, right. blah. And then they get upset later on when they get older and yeah. they have this bad habit. It was like, yeah. well, it's because you thought it was cute when they were younger. Right. And now that they're older, they think that it's okay. Yeah. Cause you were all like, Oh, I want them to be my best friend. And you chose not to be a parent first. And then you have this. So yeah. it's not like the kid's fault. Like yeah. the kid wasn't, 
problematic since the jump. It's just that you wanted to be a fun parent, so you got a fun kid. That's yeah, all. Right. You know, if you want a kid to be a little bit more respectful and obedient, but, but then you have to instill that's that. That's the thing is that what may be fun to you, like you have to have a broader perspective on things. And then you got to understand like what you might, what you might uh, find this funny or cute or whatever. Not what everybody else yeah, does. exactly. You have to be aware of that. Right. And so not just with kids, but even something like pet owners, right? Oh, yeah. Like dog owners, right? Oh, it's fine. You know, he's just, he just likes, he's just happy to see. What if that person doesn't want the dog jumping on them though? Dude, you let know me what tell I mean? you something right now. When you bring that shit up, yeah. just fucking four days ago, I yeah. wanted to tell the shit on a podcast. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought this up. I have a really close friend that I know, right? Yeah. I'm going to say her name because I'm going to bring her on the podcast to explain herself, right? <laughs> this girl, I fucking love this girl to death, right? Uh -huh. Like if she wasn't a lesbian, if I was single, yeah. or maybe if I was a lesbian, she'd probably be somebody that I would probably have, you know, developed a relationship with. <laughs> All these like criteria. Uh, yeah. If I was. If, if I was, she was. If something happened, yeah. if maybe our clits met up or something like that. Yeah. If, I was a, if I was a lesbian female, uh -huh. something would have happened, right? Uh -huh. So this girl hilarious i find her so fucking funny yeah but she is one of the best and worst dog owners i've ever seen in my life mm -hmm. best dog owner in the sense she really cares about her dog yeah but the thing that she doesn't understand as a dog owner is that just because you find your dog cute and you love it doesn't mean that everybody else will right and she wants people to love her dog so fucking much yeah so we're in the situation of covid right now right yeah. some people are very weird and weary about touching other people's dogs yeah, because yeah. they don't want to get germs on the dog and they yeah. transfer it over to you whatever the right. case right? right i don't know the science behind it but that's just how people feel so she his new dog shout out to you Eunice I love you very much but you were fucking dumb <laughs> in the situation and I was so irritated at her because I'm taking her on my normal walks and you know people know me in the neighborhood as a chubby Asian guy that walks 8 miles a day they know <laughs> yeah. this right yeah. I look like Kim Jong Un I'm walking around like I'm, it's, it's pretty obvious so I'm walking around and this bitch is so funny this new puppy comes up and there's a there's a family well, uh, not a family it was, it's the mom and the kid mm. they're on a picnic blanket outside right yeah. and her dog off the leash starts roaming towards uh, towards them, right? Yeah. And you could tell just by looking at them, she was already a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Uncomfortable because the kid likes dogs and yeah. he wants to pet it so bad, but yeah. she already told him not to. And I heard yeah. this verbally. She goes, no, honey, you can't pet the dog. And then as the dog is walking closer and closer to the family, she's just like looking at her dog, not doing anything. And I'm like, hey, go get your dog, right? She goes, no, my dog's sweet. It doesn't matter if your dog's sweet. They're not comfortable with <laughs> exactly. your fucking dog. Exactly. What are you saying, right? Exactly. And she goes, oh, he won't bite. She yeah. goes, okay. She doesn't give a fuck that yeah. he doesn't bite. She doesn't want your dog near them because that, the kid wants to pet the fucking dog. That's the thing, man. And so this girl, as she's doing this, right, I'm literally watching her. And, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't awfully. She did have a leash on the dog, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, bring your dog over here, yeah. right? She goes, she goes, okay. It's like, oh, my dog's really sweet. She says it again. I'm like, Eunice, they don't fucking care. They just don't want their your dog near them. Look at their face of discomfort, dude. You know? <laughs> the, the mother looked... I mean, it's not even a racist thing. The mother just looked petrified, like, yeah. get your fucking dog away from me. And yeah. she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Now, if you know that this person doesn't want your dog near them because of the whole social distancing thing, right, which is something that they verbally communicated, mm -hmm. what would you do? Would you bring the dog towards you or would you walk up to the person to grab your dog? <laughs> right. She right. goes over, gets like fucking a foot away from them uh -huh. and picks up her dog. And the lady's like this. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch. Oh. You have no nunchi whatsoever, dude. Like nunchi that was is like her bad. common sense, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, 
And as we're walking, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Why did, did you not see this late, this woman who was clearly uncomfortable with you shoving your dog in their face? And she goes, no, my dog's sweet. I'm like, bitch, I will choke you the fuck out. That's not the point. She's like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I'm irritated at you because now I'm known as the guy who brought the psycho woman with their puppy, just forcing it on these white families, dude, like leave them alone. No, that's the thing is that I feel like, you know, some of these pet owners, look, there's nothing wrong with loving your pets. That's all fine and good. But don't be oblivious to like how other people feel. Because think about it. What if in that situation, maybe the that the mom or maybe even the kid has a past trauma? Maybe they got bit by a dog. Oh, yeah. And or they, they have allergies or some shit. Right. Yeah. Or have allergies. Like you can't assume that how you feel about your pet is the same way that other people are going to feel about it. And so like, you know, I see some of these pet owners like who don't. Uh, put their dog on a leash, right? And the dog is going wild, running up on people, licking. That's not something they invited into their life. They they didn't say, let me let this dog jump on me and lick me and and, and fucking have them invade my personal space. Like if people who own pets don't understand that, shame on them, you know? I mean, her dog's a very sweet dog. Yeah, it has nothing to do with how sweet their dog is. She just thinks that everybody should love her dog the way she loves that thing. Nah, you just gotta respect other people's fucking space and property. (laughs) This girl's so fucking funny. She she treats her dog almost like it's an actual, like, person child. Mm, mm. (laughs) We're at a bridge, right? She goes, hold on, stop. I I gotta show my dog this bridge. She goes, look, it's a bridge. This is a bridge. Cards go under it. This is an overpass. I'm like, you fucking dumbass. Your dog doesn't give a fuck. What oh are you saying? She goes, God. this is the bridge. Yeah. Cars that are going under it. Remember, bridge, bridge. I have footage of it. I recorded it on my phone because of how ridiculous it is. I'm like, this oh, woman man. has lost her fucking mind. Yeah. She's insane. Yeah. She's becoming one of those dog people. She goes, my dogs are so much smarter than yours. It's like, no, your dog's a regular fucking dog. <laughs> your dog is a dog. Dog, you have some of like some of those uh some of those friends that show you like videos of their kids and like, dude, my kid's so smart and it's like the most basic shit ever. Talk, I, my my friend sent me a video of yeah. his kid yeah. um showing colors. Yeah. The kid's fucking two, yeah. and he goes like, See, "Dude, my kid's so smart. Yeah. He knows the difference between yellow, blue, and red." Like yeah. I told him, this block was red, yeah. and he's like, "Nah, it's yellow." I'm like, "Dog." Your kid only did that. Now he's two. Your kid's fucking dumb. He's like, he might be slightly retarded. (laughs) Those are people who are just out of touch with reality, man. Like it's not grounded in like, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the R word. Apologies. (laughs) I had to put that out there. Apologies. I keep forgetting. I'm learning. I'm learning. Well, not if, if, if. You know, the child is actually retarded, though. You know? I don't think we're allowed to say that at all anymore. I found that out. So I like I, I found out that you can't use the word retarded for anything, for even inanimate objects. Because I thought re- retarded was an adjective that yeah. you could use for anything. Like yeah. if a, if something is malfunctioning, it's like mm-hmm. it has oh, like a retardation, right, right? Right. But that word is so sensitive, you can't yeah. even use it for like inanimate objects, even though it's not referencing a person. People get mad. Right. Right. I mean, like so that I know it became much more um, like culturally sensitive, I guess, in uh-huh. pop culture, right? Uh, to use that but what if there's like the 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 child actually has mental retardation like they're suffering (laughs) i think you have to say he's like he's mentally Mentally challenged mentally blunted or something (laughs) i don't fucking know i don't know because i don't i don't have anybody in my family that i know has who who has uh who is uh, of of a retard retard (laughs) 
<laughs> a retard who's, a, who's a, of, a, of a retard so I, I don't know what the what the proper term is but I, I know it's it's not retarded though it's it's like it's like hey, mentally man. mentally stunted. mentally uh, challenged I mean like I don't know yeah, what I don't the, know the mentally proper, I don't know what it is but, I don't know what the proper but that's term, definitely not the word to use yeah no nah, bro I mean look man one time when I was a young kid in Korea right I was out in the countryside because that's where my uh, mom's family's from and, you know, we're talking about farms and then they're kind of behind the times, right, in terms of technology and everything. Just a very slow pace of life. I, I saw this cow and it was just right there. So I was like, I've never fucking seen a cow in real life before. So I went up to the cow and I started petting it, right? Uh-huh. I said, oh, good cow, right? And this guy fucking out of nowhere starts going, I'm like, oh, shit, scared the fucking shit. So I thought he owned the cow, right? And then he was mad that I was touching his cow. But then I realized... He was not saying anything. It was just noises coming out of his mouth. I was like, it scared a shit. I was like, bro, 10 years old or something, right? Scared the fucking shit out of me, right? I fucking ran. I booked it. I fucking ran to uh, my grandparents' house and I told them like, dude, this dude just fucking ran up on me and started like making noises and yelling at me. I was just petting a cow. And then they they like, what do he look like? And I described to him, oh, he had a bald head and it's like, oh, that's just Tujiki, right? That was his name. I was like, Tujiki. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Dog, I was like, what? Just, to, just to give you guys a reference, like usually if your kid's named Tushik, he's probably a little R-worded, dude. <laughs> like if you just got Tushik is like, oh, okay. that was the thing. He's like, oh, he's just the, the local retard. <laughs> like, you know, like it was already known that he suffered from mental retardation you know or he was i'm sorry if that's not politically correct he was mentally challenged yeah and he just fucking roamed the streets doing whatever you know and that's people, like village shit yeah it's it's like literally a village over there and and like people just already knew so they're just like oh that's just tujiki you know that's just tujiki being tujiki you know <laughs> Tushik is such like a country bumpkin ass name, dude. Yeah, it's like an old fat, like Tushika. Yeah. yeah. And then so I was like, oh, okay. And like, you know, at the time, like I couldn't really grasp it, but I was like, uh, I kind of understood on some level. He he just has something wrong with him. So when I saw him again, fear turned into just kind of writing him off now. Like, oh, you just crazy, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he, he did that shit again. He started like making noises at me and I was just kind of like... All right, that's cool. That's just, that's just Tushiki. Yeah, that's just Tushiki being Tushiki. You know, like it's just what it, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I do know that uh, people have become much more sensitive to it. And, and I'm not being insensitive to it. I'm just kind of referencing it from a cultural standpoint where we grew up in the 90s and, and people just kind of used the word retard or yeah. retarded for a lot. And it wasn't saying it in like a negative way like oh you're a mentally challenged person she's like that's dumb yeah it's just it's just dumb just just like you know how using gay for things became um much more sensitive too right time to change a lot man it and has, i'm, I'm really trying to keep up like yeah. i said if i slip up every now and then yeah i, I know it was, like i said i didn't know about that until this podcast people yeah. are like yo you can't use that for anything now like people just take it the wrong way right right i'm like i understand like it's yeah. not from a world that i come from because i don't it's not like i have a child who is right. who is uh, mentally right is it handicapped mentally mentally challenged or something yeah so it you know, obviously it doesn't sting personally. Yeah. So I, so I get it. Yeah. You know, like I, that's completely. No, that's the thing. Like I respect it. You know I'm what I mean? I'm going to call people Tushiks now from now on, dude. Dude, look at this fucking Tushik. That's Tushiki, man. Yeah, dude, I'm using that shit now. Shut the fuck up, you fucking Tushik, dude. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, I, I, I definitely am 
and 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 it, that kind of ties into the whole dog owner thing. It is being aware of like how it might come across to somebody else, right? And then so I got to be respectful of that. Like, yeah, I come from a time where we just kind of used it passively without even thinking about it, and it wasn't necessarily like uh, such a strong derogatory word. It was just such a common word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then once it started getting to a point where you know it started becoming more offensive to people. Then it's like okay, I gotta be aware of that, and I gotta respect that, you know. And yeah. and, and if a certain group of people or just people in general are, are taking offense to it, then that's fine. Like, I wonder when. I'm always like in this weird place with when it comes to saying offensive stuff, and it comes to comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Because comedy is such a weird space. Because yeah, um, I feel like if it's for the laugh and the joke is executed right, you can say whatever right. whatever you want, right? My greatest example is like Dave Chappelle. He did that. Oh, yeah. I saw that when he's yeah. talking about it in his uh, stand-up, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Dave Chappelle talks about that stuff. And it's just, I I feel like in, in the guise of comedy, we can lose a lot of things. If I don't find it funny, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to not find it funny. Yeah. But I don't think people should be canceled for it per se, right? Right, right, Even right. with that guy Shane Gillis, when he did that, he, he was that comic that was supposed to be hired on SNL. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how Asian people are disgusting or something like that, right? The reason why I found it highly offensive and I was kind of irritated was mm-hmm. because it wasn't a joke. It was just him saying like his fucking Asian people are disgusting. Right. Right. There was no bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, other comics disagreed. Some, some comic like Joe Rogan said that he thought it was a bit. And I was like, nah, Rogan, you off on this one. That wasn't a bit. Like, I know what a joke is. That's mm-hmm. not, that wasn't a joke. He was just being an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. Specifically not him. It was like, I think that's his brother or some shit was being kind of weird with it. But then people are like, yeah, he should be canceled for it. I'm like, I don't know about canceled. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm allowed to be upset about it. I'm allowed to flame him for that shit. Should you cancel him? The human side of me or the 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 you know the millennial person's kind of like maybe he should, but the comic sides of me like nah, I don't give a fuck. But that's the thing though, man, is like people are so fucking sensitive now. You know what I mean? Like we're we're in cancel culture, right? Yeah. You get canceled for anything and everything. And so like people are such are so um, kind of afraid, I guess, um, to do certain things, say certain things. And look, man, it's like we're human beings. You're allotted mistakes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can make mistakes as long as you own up to it, you recognize it, and you improve on it, right? Like, all right, if you're if you're fucking raping people over and over again, that's not, you yeah, know? That's, that's not a mistake. Yeah, that's just yeah, a, that's who that, you are, yeah, you that's fuck just, face. Yeah, that's just a, that's a whole nother thing, but... If you genuinely weren't aware or, or just had like a lapse in judgment even, right? And m- might have said something or did something that was offensive and you, you didn't realize it at the time, but then you realize, oh shit, I fucked up and you own up to it. It's like, dude, people should be allowed that opportunity. That that That's not something that's like a privilege. You know what yeah. I mean? It's It's something that we as human beings... No matter what your age, race, you know, um, generation, like we're all gonna fuck up at some point. But oh, people like to act like they're fucking perfect. That's yeah, why I'm, it's... that's the fucking problem. It's like, <gasps> how fucking dare you? Yeah. It's like, what, bitch? You don't make mistakes. You know, yeah. like I fucking made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know what yeah. I mean? If if you're genuine about it and you own up to it, that's one thing. But then if you're not owning up to it and being like, oh no. Like, uh, what I said was completely right. Asian people are disgusting motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) They smell. Yeah. I stand by what I fucking said. Fucking two sheiks. Those (laughs) fucking two sheiks. Those damn ching chongs. I mean, then that's a different story, right? Then people have a little bit more, I guess, right to, to get riled up by that. 
Um, but yeah, man, like people are gonna fuck up. And I guess because of the uh, technology culture that we're in today, it's just a lot more magnified, right? Yeah. If, if people fucked up back in the day, like it would really have to. There hit has the to presser. be a statute of limitations on what you fuck up on and how much you can forgive. <laughs> but you could dig up a lot of shit in people's personal personal past that you've done a lot of fucked for up sure, things. For sure. So it's like you know how how much can you hold on to that person if they're not doing it anymore? Yeah. Like for example, there's um there's this guy uh, a part of this channel called Eater. I'm not sure if he's still doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot his name exactly, but um he did something called the Meat Show. Okay. And he reviews a lot of places. He's like one of these dudes that are you know a self proclaimed expert, or maybe he is an actual expert. Uh, does, all he ever, does he ever beat the meat though of course <laughs> yeah. that's, that's exactly that's where they found him they found him jacking off in a the corner they're like you look like you know about meat yeah. but this motherfucker uh, he apparently back in the day and yeah. I laugh at this yeah. it's so funny but you know you see him now doing reviews of specific steakhouse and he gets flamed online because he uses like very very hoity-toity words to describe meat mm-hmm. he goes oh the meat has a has a cheese-like funk and it's ethereal and the, the spinalis the spinalis dorsi and like you know how he talks about food some people sometimes people think it's pretentious yeah for me when i watched a couple of his videos yeah. um i didn't think it was pretentious i think he just does a good job at explaining food and i like it or you maybe know, he's just passionate super maybe he's passionate. just passionate about yeah. it maybe you have a small vernacular or you yeah. have a very tight vo- uh, vocabulary your yeah. dictionary is this small and you don't understand what he's saying i understand that you're dumb like i didn't understand what he was saying half the time but i was like oh that shit sounds delicious yeah but he back in the day used to be a skinhead (laughs) somebody found out Uh that he used to be a part of uh, a skinhead rock band and oh, he was a wow. he was like a skinhead wow. so he was a full-on racist dude and he had like skinhead tattoos and everything yeah. but you see him now yeah and the 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 chef that he reviews one of his close friends is like this japanese chef like he has people he eats foods of all different races of all cultures loves different cultures now and he and he expresses his love and appreciation through food and the meat that he eats right yeah so i look at somebody like that and he was somebody who was a skinhead 20 years ago i'm i'm forgiving of that shit no for sure i'm like oh 20 30 years 20 years ago he was young and he he had stupid thoughts and ideas yeah he's not that person now right we're moving on from that i don't even need to bring that shit up exactly right so i think there's like a statute of limitations when it comes to somebody fucking up yeah it's not like he expresses those things now yeah his close friends are you know asian mexican whatever yeah he lives in a very culturally diverse area he is culturally diverse he's eating a lot of different foods he's shining light on a lot of different peoples and different cultures foods so clearly he's not racist now yeah um and I don't know why people feel like he had to take a hiatus for a little bit too. And I wasn't watching him at this time, but apparently he he took like a year break or six, seven month break because people were upset of his past. But for me, I'm like, why do you care so much about his past now when right now he's a good person? Exactly, man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The cancel culture, man. Like people are up in arms about, oh, this, this person did this. What is his name? I got to look it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And it's like... Come on, man. People fuck up. People yeah. make mistakes. Yeah, and sometimes those mistakes are are more extreme than yeah. other mistakes. But if you learn from that and you moved on from it, don't fucking bring it up like it's the present. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like a good example of, of that situation is like American History X, right? Great fucking movie, by the way. If you haven't seen that movie, definitely check that out. Oh, that's but, the first time I learned about curbing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Curb stomping. Yeah. You know? There um, he goes. Nick Sorsen. But yeah. I Nick mean, Solaris. Nick Solaris is his Nick name. Solaris. There you go. Okay. Yep. But, he was a skinhead. <laughs> I mean, look, man. Was it wrong that he had those type of ideals? Sure. 
I mean, does it not give him the opportunity to improve as a human being, though? No, absolutely not. And the fact that there are people trying to deny him now of who he is and was like, no, you were this. Yeah. You should be punished for that, right? I'm sure this dude had his like interior moral and ethical qualms, right? Of like how he looked at life and and how he looked at a race, apparently, right? I'm sure he went through his own inner turmoil to, to get past that. Maybe maybe he's even been punished in, in some ways, right? To have those type of views and have that type of lifestyle. So who the fuck are we then to like pass judgment on people and be like, nah, man, you can't fucking hide this shit. You deserve to be punished in the present for, you know, if he committed a crime, like he killed somebody, that's a different story, right? Yeah, like he he was a murderer that yeah. wasn't convicted for right, his crimes. Right. I, I might feel a certain way about right. that shit. But if it was just kind of like, hate crimes where he didn't do any anything was, so, too so, serious. I'm reading this right now. So what he was, he goes, I was a British kid who wound up falling in with a group of white pride American nationalists. So he, I guess he immigrated to the United States when he was like a teen or mm-hmm. some shit. So he has like a New York British accent. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. It comes in and out. Yeah. And he goes, uh, I, when I was a part of this group, I believed the hateful things that they believed and helped spread the message. I was the lead singer of a popular hardcore band and fed off and indeed contributed to the darker impulses of this scene. Yeah. I'm ashamed by what the these materials reveal about my past, but I'm proud to state that clearly and unequivocally that I condemn racism, intolerance, and bigotry. I could not work for a company like Vox Media, which strives for culture of diversity and inclusion, or write about the joyous world of food in New York if my views were not diametrically opposed to those I held back then. Right. I, agree. I mean, look, it's I agree. It, it's not even about what he says. It's about how he lives his life. That's the only thing you need to look as yeah. like an example, right? It, if this dude is living his life in a way that it would pretty much be impossible if he still had those views and thoughts yeah. and ideas but the dude is living his life let him do him yeah. right like i agree yeah we're not we're not in a place to fucking pass judgment for something you did as a teenager my god a teen i did stupid shit as a teenager right oh, for sure you did stupid shit yeah for <laughs> sure i did but like if people you know if i was in a place of like you know celebrity and people were trying to dig up shit like that and and fucking I don't know, sabotage my character now, mm-hmm. who I am now. No, who I am now is as a result, it was a process. It was a learning process. I did stupid things, made stupid mistakes, right? But the, the important thing is that I learned from it and I improved from it, you yeah. know? It's not that I stayed in that same space. And I space. think sometimes too, people confuse that that thing of... You know, when um, people like us sometimes give advice and or we, you know, we say things with a lot of like gusto or we're riled up about shit. It's yeah. not from a place of, of I don't make mistakes. It's mm-hmm. like I just I could see myself making those same mistakes, too. A lot of the times, too, when I give advice is yeah. because I've already made that mistake already. Yeah. So it's coming from a place of learning. Right. So it's, it's, it's a representation of what I've done in the past and I'm only trying to pass on wisdom or what I think is wisdom anyways, so you don't make the same mistakes that I do. Right, right. And that's all that it is. It's not It's not, It's not. not from a point of me saying that I'm perfect. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, uh, I give like a personal anecdote from mm-hmm. my life where, where it has to do with race, right? Like when I was younger in elementary, you know, I faced a lot of racism, primarily from white people, white kids, right? And so I started to develop this kind of like real hatred for, for white people, like, I started to think all white people are like that. Yeah. But th- but that that was 
born out of such a, a limited view of it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that I had this diverse experience of white people from all different places. It was like in a neighborhood or at school or whatever, like these white kids were just constantly fucking hating on me, right? Yeah. And I got into fights as a result of that too. Um, but what started to kind of turn it around for me was that one of the parents of those like group of white kids who uh, was basically saying racist shit or whatever. I mean, to be honest too, it, it probably stemmed more from ignorance for them yeah. rather than like actually being racist, right? Mm -hmm. But that lady, that the mom of those kids was so fucking kind, yeah. you know? And like she would always kind of go out of her way to like make me feel welcome, like even invite me to their house. But then it would feel weird as fuck because I'm like, your kids are hating on me, but yeah. at the same time, you're you're so welcoming and inviting me over telling me to like she was trying to jump you dude <laughs> no, trying to, she, she trying to fuck fucking you bury me in the backyard yeah. no but like yeah she would like bake like a banana cake you know and, and like oh uh, that's that white people shit baking yeah dude. yeah oh, yeah man white people so good and at baking so shit. like that started to even even at that young age started to open up my mind like mm -hmm. oh it's not just white people you know it's just like these small group of fucking kids who who are deciding to be the way that they are because they don't understand maybe because I'm so different from what they I, I eat different things from them I speak a different language than them and, and, and from a place of like misunderstanding you know and ignorance that, that's, that's the hard part when you're super angry and upset yeah. is kind of detaching yourself from that situation and yeah. saying this is just a bad instance because of this and I can't judge that whole group as a whole because I would hate for that to happen to our culture too mm -hmm. right so like even with the with the the you people stuff right like right. i didn't walk away from that situation saying like i hate all white people right all i said was i hate old white women <laughs> now from here on out old white women you guys are a fucking no-no to me dude who wasn't even an old white woman it was yeah actually it was a, a it was mexican, lady. mexican lady dude disguised as a white woman with three chihuahuas in her stroller what the fuck did i just hear <laughs> I, know. I was like what the mexican. hell is going on and then she took off her mask and she was a black woman i was like oh shit yeah. It's like that fucking Robert Downey movement in Tropic Thug. Yeah. Lance. The fuck did I just hear Lance? It's Dude. like Mexican. The fuck did I just see a Mexican? The Tropic Thunder would not survive in today's climate, man. Tropic Thunder. You know, I did I, I saw the the kind of the conversations about that and I I really wonder, man. I, I really don't think wonder. So, man. I think people will be up in arms about that shit just because of how I think didn't Robert Downey Jr. almost win like a fucking award for that fucking film? I don't know. I don't know. But look, man, like Hey, that shit people though, have commented on it and said, Look, man, that shit was hilarious, you know? Yeah, because I mean, the Robert Downey Jr., he's making fun of these people, these method actors. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point that people need to really look at is that he's making fun of those method actors who get so lost in their craft that they think that they could be black and it's cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. It's a, it's a lapse in judgment, you know? It's not. It's not stemming from a place of like negativity yeah. per se. They're they're on your side. They're making fun of people like right, that. Like right. these people are fucking dumb. And it's done in film and just in comedy. That's what I'm talking about with that line of comedy. You know how much can we police comedy to a certain extent? Yeah. If you don't find it funny, you don't have to find it funny. But the the, the canceling part is the part that I get I get a little weirded out yeah, about. Yeah, the canceling culture is a little. It's like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, you know? and you know with with comics too when they kind of work out their stuff because when I used to do stand up comedy pretty consistently, I don't do it as consistently anymore. Yeah. But 
but when I was really enjoying it, like you hear people bomb their sets all the time. Mm-hmm. And the next week when they come into, let's say we're, we're doing a similar set later on, I'll mm-hmm. hear their set again. I'm like, oh, it's different. And it's yeah. so much better. Yeah. And they're working out these kinks, you know, they're trying to push the envelope. And then sometimes when that envelope gets fucked, it's a little too much, they, they, go back, they rework it to make it funny again, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Dave Chappelle does a great job with that too. Like he says some shit, uh, just to bring it up on it, I think it's uh, Sticks and Stones. He did a joke about um, abortion, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he's doing this joke about abortion, I think a lot of people too, if it wasn't if it wasn't Dave Chappelle, they wouldn't have let him finish the joke and they wouldn't have even heard the joke, right? Yeah. So when how he starts off with that abortion joke too, he he's basically saying like, I don't care about it either way, right? He goes like, he goes, he goes when it comes to like the topic of abortion and he kind of says something a little disparaging right Mm -hmm. and then people get a little quiet but it was leading up to the full joke where he's saying i don't give a fuck either way it's like you could do it or you can't but it's up to the woman to decide that shit because it's their body their choice Mm -hmm. and the joke that he's leading on to that he's saying like he goes but i also believe if if you're a woman you want to keep it I don't got to pay shit for it. My wallet, my choice. You know? Yeah. So he leads up to that joke. Yeah, but yeah. imagine if somebody in the middle of that set got fucking upset and they cut yeah. off that joke. Right. And then all they heard was him saying like, I don't get, I think abortion is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was him. That was the, that was the setup of the joke to bring it up to that. Yeah. But if somebody cut him off because they were upset and they started booing him off stage, you wouldn't have got to hear the whole set. Right. And you would have fucked up the set. Right. And that's what I get worried about too. That's the, one of the bigger reasons why uh, stand-up comedy for me started getting a little boring. People weren't setting up jokes right because they're afraid of, they're afraid of backlash. They're not saying good shit. And yeah. then on the other end, because a lot of people aren't making great comic jokes now and they're, and they're teetering on the line of not being offensive. There's people who go too far this way where it's just not funny and they're just saying asshole shit. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody doing both and balancing it out to make it fucking funny. So yeah. now we have asshole comedians right here that are just saying um, fucking uh, what, what's the what's the word that I'm looking for? What do what do you call that shit? Um, it's a phrase for people who just say stuff to incite anger or some shit like that or incite like just doing like really outlandish jokes. Yeah, yeah. And then you have other people on this side that are just doing too many PC jokes because they're afraid to say anything. Right. And it's the most obnoxious thing on earth. Like, have you heard of stand up people who go, "Hey, so like, first of all." You know, fuck this whole COVID thing. I'm not racist against Asians. I like black people too. It's like, bro, just say the joke. Right. I want to hear the fucking so joke. You got You got to set it up where you, you make sure people know, by the way, yeah. by the way. It's like the joke's already bad now. Just yeah. fucking say the joke right. already because you right. want to be on everybody's side. Like, I want to hear the joke. I want to hear your point of view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, comedy sometimes gets, it's, 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 it gets a little watered down now. I, I mean, yeah. And, and Dave Chappelle touches on that, right? Of like... uh how how sensitive people are, how brittle their spirits are, right? But I mean, comedy is essentially social commentary, right? Yeah. Like if you can't joke and laugh about what's going on in the world, right? And and like, I think an interesting point that uh, Dave Chappelle made too is that there's always somebody who's on your side, whether you're a you're a fucking you know skinhead Nazi or or you're a liberal, like there's mm-hmm. somebody who's always on your side. But at the end of the day, we're just comedians, right? And there's there's like different ways of how they're going to execute their comedy, right? But he was kind of making a point of like, even within the comedy world, there are people who are straight fucking racist, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but we don't really go too deep into that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. It's meant for us to laugh at and kind of look at it in a different perspective, and just leave it at that. That's why know? I miss Patrice O'Neill, man. Rest in peace, dude. Patrice O'Neill 
he said something so profound to me that especially you know during a time for me now now i i'm giving less fucks again mm-hmm. when i first started in this space i could give a fuck less what anybody thought i said whatever yeah but as, as people started getting more sensitive i started you know pulling back a lot of these jokes even in my stand-up started becoming really weak because yeah. i was afraid i was gonna offend people right but patrice o'neill said it the best he goes when you do stand-up comedy and you're doing this set half the room should be cracking the fuck up and half the room should be mortified right right because you're saying something right, right. you're not there to get people on your side you're just there to make somebody laugh and, and you know make some social commentary and that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. And that's why I stopped doing stuff where people are like, yo, do you think this comic is trash or whatever? Sometimes I feel that way. But mm-hmm. other, th- other times too, I could look at I could look at people's set now and even like film, books that I read, um, and you know, just to go back to stand up, now I could say I can see why that's funny. I don't find it funny. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say that it's trash. Yeah. Like for example, Dane Cook never laughed at a single thing he's ever said. Yeah. Just because with his jokes, I could complete his jokes before he before he says it. He right. goes, Don't you hit it when you're a parking lot and then your car screeches and he goes, Wah! I'm like, what what are you saying here? And what? <laughs> right? Yeah. But there's a reason why he was selling out stadiums, why he sold out Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. People find him funny. Yeah. Just because I don't find it funny, it's not my cup of tea, doesn't mean that he's he's not killing exactly. it. Exactly. Doesn't mean that exactly. he's not funny. Yeah. He's, I don't find it funny, that's all. Yeah, no, and I think that's true for everything, not just comedy, right? Yeah. Is clothing, is, fashion. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be polarizing on some level. Like you, you really want to draw a hated or love it response because if you get something in the middle of like, eh, it's cool, then it's forgettable. Polarizing right? art is the best art, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Fucking Kanye West, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's, I mean, to a to a degree, you're you're trying to stay true to yourself. And, and like have your craft reflect that, right? And sometimes it might miss the mark in terms of like it not being popular on, on a wide scale, right? But at the same time, like you, for whatever reason, felt that that's what you needed to express at that point in time, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just where you are at in life and you need to get that out of your system to move on from it, you know? Whatever the case is, but... If you don't draw that type of response from people where they feel so strongly about it of like, yo, that shit is dope as fuck or that shit is whack as fuck, then most likely you're going to be forgettable. And being forgettable in this day and age is like, I think the worst thing that can happen to you because there's so many different things vying for people's attention. You're getting bombarded constantly on social media. Isn't that right? so hard? Isn't that so interesting though how I, f- I think that... Uh, because of the space and how much how much art is so readily available, yeah, I think one thing that people are forgetting too it's is is what are you saying when you create this art mm-hmm. and so a lot of a lot of the times, and this is how I say it anyways, a lot of people keep on putting out white tees mm-hmm. like this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, I started up a clothing brand, I started up this and that. It's like, cool, thanks for showing me your white tee. I'm an artist, I drew this cool, nice white t shirt mm. that's what I see a lot, <laughs> right people right. show me their music, right, yeah. And there's a lot of shit, the music that I don't really like, that yeah. I don't really fuck with, but yeah. I, see, I can see why it's dope, you know? But sometimes when people show me stuff, they go, I did this. I'm like, cool, nice white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's not anything. You're not you're not doing anything with this. What you yeah. showed me was a blank canvas that anybody can put their art to. Right. Like your stuff isn't really that special and people right. don't understand that because they keep on trying to find the norm. Yeah. I think, like here's a great example, right? So, you know, we started up that company, Secret Society. Yeah. I think the really cool thing of what Secret Society was doing comparatively to, comparatively to a lot of what other people do 
the, the designs that you saw in Secret Society that you still see up up now and is still running, you don't see other people that started up on the YouTube space that, that is attached to a brand like that. Period. Yeah. End of story. Right. They're long tees, they're hoodies with this little small little graphic on that shit. Yeah. Secret Society didn't have any of that. Our, fucking, our, our first line was all fucking handcrafted shit, dude. Right. All that shit was custom spec. The, our shirts were fucking custom yeah. spec, right? The yeah. way it looked, the way it designed. Even our way. just basic white tees. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's not some shit that we we got a blank of and and then we just slapped something on there it, it, everything was cut and sew everything yep. was our spec and we went through rounds and rounds of sample to make sure that it was right before we went into production for it yeah. you know and and like and so like you know here's the thing like when we talk about something like art which is so subjective right um even like the clothing line secret society right there are people who who are going to look at it and be like yo that's whack and that's fine. Yeah. That's completely I'm, I'm okay fine. That. Yeah, that's fine. I would rather have that response that you say, yo, this shit is whack, than you say, ah, that's cool. You know, I, I would much rather have that response. And then so it's like within that, even let's say for me, example, I'm looking at somebody else's shit, whether it be music, whether it be a clothes or whatever, and I'm thinking that shit is whack. I could say that, but in the same breath, be like, but I respect it. Mm. You know, because I'm also aware, maybe that's not something that I would want to do. Let's say, let's take music, for example. I find this rapper to be whack as fuck. Uh, I, it's just not a style of music that I would want to do, right? But then also realizing that's not something that I can do, even if I wanted to mm -hmm. do it, right? And because of that, I respect that, you yeah. know? And, and there is a space for that. And there are obviously people who are gravitating towards it and consuming it. Um, and, and that's one, that's an important thing too. It's like, you can't just, you can't just be dismissive of like, that's whack. And as a result, I think this person has no creativity and, and no right to do whatever he or she is doing. It's like that kid, Lil Yachty, you know, mm -hmm. when I, when I saw his stuff, I fucking hated it at first. Like right, I really right. did. It's easy to dismiss it. Right. Yeah, and I was very dismissive of it. I still yeah. don't like his music period and story, yeah. but at the same time, I can see why people did like it. Right. Yeah. Like I think like it, it spoke for a generation. That's not my generation. Yeah. These, these kids didn't care about lyricism. They didn't care about a dope beat. They just want to have somebody just rap stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what they vibe with. Still think it's fucking dumb, mm -hmm. but I understand why it was successful. Yeah. So like being also like not being dismissive of, of somebody's art because art once again is very subjective. Yeah. It, it kind of brings introspection into your art and right like what you're what you're doing right because you you can't uh, i mentioned this before too like in order to be an artist too which is something that i always struggle with you have to be a consumer of art too mm -hmm. period end of story mm -hmm. if you're not consuming art on a daily basis how can you create art right how how is that possible like i see a lot of people think i want to do music right i'm like cool who are your favorite artists what do you what's the shit that you like listening to mm -hmm. they don't have an answer yeah it's like, so you don't consume art but you talk shit about other people's art how does yeah. that make sense right right how how do you do that yeah i mean and, and look like basically you have to be a student of your craft first yeah right to understand okay these are the people who came before you these are the people that were great and they were great for these reasons and to understand that right i mean i had a moment when I was working on my first mixtape where I actually kind of quarantined myself for music because I didn't want to be influenced by what was popular and by artists that I liked. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I didn't study, you know, prior to that of all the, because you have to emulate in order to find yourself, right? Yeah. You start emulating what the greats did, like who, who your favorite rapper was. And I started emulating those guys. And then from within that, I start to find out my own kind of things that I want to write about things. I want to structure how I want to structure my rhymes. Right. 
uh, the type of beats that I want to explore, you know? And then from that, you start to kind of build yourself. But if you have no knowledge of your craft and you have, and you didn't study it at all, then how can you know like what was good and what was bad before you, you know? It, it comes from that perspective of a lot of the times too. Like we want to be, we want to be a critic first, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's, it's, it's easy to be a critic now. You can yeah. be a Yelp person easy. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Yelp people so much <laughs> with everything that I have, dude. Yelp is such a blessing and also such a curse. But right, I see all these right. people too who are critics. They talk about food technique, yeah. how things should be cooked when they've never picked up a pan in their life and their food fucking sucks, man. Right. I hate that shit so much yeah. because cooking is also an art yeah no absolutely you it know? is yeah and so like don't be a critic if you don't if you haven't walked the walk yet either right it's it's easy to be a critic it's but, easy for us to sit there and judge what somebody else yeah. does but when you haven't walked uh like when we haven't walked in their shoes you really don't know what's going on but that's the thing though it's like the technology caters to that right yeah. like pre-yelp you know like, would you have the balls to go up to the fucking, you know, restaurant owner or to the head chef and be like, yo, your food fucking sucks. And I, and <laughs> I would I'll, love that yeah, shit. And, I, and, and I'll tell you why for these reasons, because it wasn't cooked well and you did this. And you, no, right? But then when you're in just some random anonymous person, you know, uh, on the internet who can basically write things without repercussion without even realizing how much it might hurt this business. That's why Jonathan Gold was a fucking saint, man. Mm-hmm. He he said he would never write negative reviews because he understood like the power that he had. And his job Smart. yeah, his job wouldn't be to like criticize restaurants because his thinking was if they are that bad, then they're going to fail on their own anyway. Well, I 100% agree when I Listen, I'm only saying this because you fucked up Yelpers. I was one of you. <laughs> I was, I was, I was your king. He's one of these guys. I was one of these guys, dude. I was one of these motherfuckers. So <laughs> that's right. And I thought they'll never know it's me. No, I when I this is prior to YouTube, right? Yeah. Like Yelp was around, or maybe I was on YouTube at that point, but yeah. I didn't really care, and I, I didn't really publish the fact that I had had a Yelp or anything, yeah. right? But when I didn't like food, I kind of rated these restaurants based on what I thought mm-hmm. um, what I thought the food was about. Yeah, yeah. But at a certain point, this is before I even owned a restaurant, I was like, I'm fucking up somebody's living. Mm-hmm. You know, I started taking on that personal responsibility of like, you know what? If this food's not good, this restaurant's not going to last. Yeah. I don't have to go out of my way to give them a one star because I hated the way their fucking, their, their pad thai taste. Right? Yeah, right. L- leave it alone. And I'm yeah. writing this stuff of like, oh, like this is an authentic pad thai. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do you know, David? So yeah. what do you know about authentic pad thai, you fat Korean fuck? Like, what are you sitting here <laughs> judging, judging this person right. about what their pad thai should taste like? Maybe right. that's just how they like to make it and you don't like it. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I do understand the Yelp thing of, uh, of allowing us to find places that we like and dislike so we don't make those same mistakes right which is kind of cool but sometimes when people go on these reviews they fucking destroy them yeah and it's like why did you have to go out your way to do that yeah you know it wasn't there was no point i do give one star reviews but these if i give you a one star review it means i absolutely fucking hate you like you mm-hmm. did something something to me beyond the food service right 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 like they you, were actually offensive like when i walked in you went hello you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, like yeah, you yeah, did yeah. some shit like yeah, that yeah but other than that i either give four or five star reviews and that's it yeah i mean I think, that's I think i've probably written maybe like two one star reviews in my in entirety of like yelp existing and and those were very unique circumstances where like you said it was beyond the food like yeah i've had tons of places where the food was not that good but like you said too uh, like it's not 
something that I necessarily have to write about. Yeah, like what's the if, point? If, like you, if, they, if their food is this consistently bad, then they're probably going to fail on their own, you yeah. know? Um, and that's why I really respected Jonathan Gold, somebody who's uh, uh, such a big uh, and respected food critic. Like, he could easily destroy a business. Oh, 100%. You know, with one bad review. But he recognized that he had that power and took responsibility for it. And so he kind of had the same mindset. That of like, was an honorary Asian dude. He blew up. He blew up so much. You know, if you guys don't know who Jonathan Gold is, yeah, he was a of... very well-renowned food critic. And the thing that he did really, really well, rest in peace, yeah. was that he decided to give people certain. He gave street food prestige, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he gave did. he gave food that a lot of people didn't think deserved that type of respect because the food that people kind of revered were fancy restaurants right? right like you had the the fo- the foie gras yeah, right yeah. the caviar and yeah. all this other stuff with these really high expensive highfalutin ingredients yeah jonathan gold would go to places that were like sichuan noodle spots right right, right? he would go to places like you know marisco's jalisco right yeah, they yeah. Do like the the jalisco um the Dor- tacos dorados right mm-hmm. which was a street truck right yeah. they did uh, they did um seafood like money schools right yeah um and he would give him his his rating of food the jonathan gold star yeah right yeah. and he started setting up a standard that great food didn't have to come from a fancy restaurant right there's great food right under your fucking nose this whole time that mm-hmm. other people local eats they knew how amazing the stuff was yeah that's why jonathan gold to me was the golden standard of what food should be yeah he ate food he didn't say how it, how it would make him look he said how does it taste yeah and that's all he cared about yeah if it tasted amazing, you got that gold standard and, you know, it popped off. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and like, he kind of brought in the horizons, too, of, like, ethnic foods, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. He bought a lot of... Dude, ethnic foods was his shit. I appreciate yeah. that guy a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then some people, you know, capitalize on it. Like, there's a... I won't say it by name, but there's a joint where Jonathan Gold really likes their chili cheese fries and, you know, things like that. It's just kind of hole-in-the-wall fast food place. And then after they got kind of the... The Jonathan Gold approval, they ramped up their prices like oh, 100%. Say the name. I want to know what it is. 200%. <laughs> what is it? Um, f- fuck, now that you put me on the spot, I'm blanking out on the name. It's uh, the hat. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's in uh, like Mid Wilshire area on, on, on Pico. Fuck, what was the name of this place now? Have I been there before? No, you haven't. Yeah. And, and I tried it. And I'm like, this is good, but you guys are charging me like $10 for chili cheese fries right now, you know? Yo, you see how expensive In-N-Out is now? Is it? Is, is it expensive? Well, they, well they, they hiked up the price. It's, it's based on inflation. I'm, I'm more surprised about how fucking expensive Carl's Jr. is now. Oh, I haven't been to Carl's Bro, Jr. in a hot minute. Carl's Jr. to buy a meal now, it's like 12 bucks. Their $6 burger is over $6 now. Really? Yeah, it's not. The whole point of the $6 burger, Carl's Jr., was that it was under $6. It's over $6 now. Like, Carl's Jr. is not cheap to eat at no more. An what average the fuck? meal no was like 12 13 bucks, man. And, and the thing is, I remember, uh, like, this was, I think, about three or four years ago. Yeah. I went to Carl's Jr. Uh, late at night because I was just craving their spicy chicken. I looked at the menu. I'm like... Whoa, this place is fucking expensive. I, I guess because this place is twenty four hours, they they have to make their costs higher, right? And then I and then I went to another Carl's Jr. like a year later, and then like prices were still high. And then uh, I talked to somebody about it, and they're like, "Yeah, Carl's Jr. prices are high now." Uh, when the fuck did this happen? And they only good for uh, their their fucking Chris Cut fries, man. Oh, That's Chris Cut, their Chris Cut fries is my shit, bro. I love their Chris Cut. fries. I don't fries. know why when you said uh, Carl's Jr., I just got reminded of this clip that I saw on Twitter of uh. two crackheads blowing uh, crack smoking each other's asses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
second there's the Carl's. I don't fucking know, dude. I, Carl's Jr. is supposed to be like super fancy and shit, yeah. like on the, on the fast food yeah. ends. But for some reason, when you said that, I just remembered this Twitter video where I saw two crackheads blowing crack up each other's asses. <laughs> I'll show you that shit later. That shit was hilarious, dude. These motherfuckers literally bent over. Yeah. His mother took a hit of a crack pipe and said, <laughs> and he blew that crack smoke into his asshole and that fool turned around took a hit of the pipe that fool bent over and he blew the fucking oh my <laughs> blew god smoke into the dude's what, ass. what platform is this on on <laughs> youtube it's on twitter bro oh my god man i love twitter though twitter got some funny ass yeah, shit they do got some i mean you know twitter entertains me sometimes and it infuriates me sometimes you know oh for sure yeah because i see the kind of the stupidity that's on there and i'm just like fucking hell man why yeah but let me tell you something. Watching somebody blow crack smoke in somebody's asshole, that's one of the best things I've ever I, seen in my life. I don't know life. if I want to see that. I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it to you anyway, dude. You see that shit, the, the, the stuff, crazy stuff that people on crack can do? Like you saw the guy that did a backflip off a building, like a, of a, oh, like a two-story no. house. Oh, he does no. a backflip and lands like straight on his face or his back. Oh, and he just my. gets up and walks away. People on crack are amazing, dude. Yeah, I mean, that, oh that, yeah, because they fucking become superhuman. You yeah, know? dude. You see that dude that was walking around like a skunk or some shit like that, or like a possum no, or some no. shit. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? When I'm up late at night, I yeah. look at some of the dumbest shit. Some people enrich their lives with knowledge. I look at videos of crackheads, dude. That shit's fucking amazing. Nah, I mean, I trust me. I've looked at some pretty foul shit. Like my tolerance for um, foul shit is pretty high and i'm talking about like even morbid shit all right if you guys want to test yourself of like how much you can handle run the gauntlet.com that is <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is that is if that like rotten.com no it's like it's so basically it's a series of videos right it, it, like stemming from all different kinds of shit but it just gets worse and worse and worse i can't you do know? that shit it, like like there's a clip of a, a girl eating smegma. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, Andrew, what the yeah. fuck are you watching, dude? Uh, hey, this is I didn't create this site, bro. I've just been made aware of this site, you know. You so, you made hey, this site, dude. I know. I'm not like what the, the fuck? That's architect disgusting. of this. It's site. like it's like, what's it called? Two girls, one cup. Yeah, something like that. No, but that that's just one example of it. There's other shit like a guy jumps off and then he he barely misses going into the water, hits his face on like the edge. It's like just it gets and you see what his face looks like, you know? Did you see that clip of that dude? Um he's talking into the camera. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened per se. I'm not sure if he was Oh, the explosion. No, oh, no, no, not the explosion. It's the guy video. that was hunting the bear. Oh, and he, and no. he got half his face ripped off. Uh -huh. And you just see his eyeball hanging out of the socket. Oh, and he's talking in the camera. He yeah. goes, Yep, I was going after this man. And he's like, his meat just flat. <laughs> he's probably like in and shock. He's talking yeah. to the fucking phone, tell, telling everybody what happened as, as his dead bear is laying next to him, but the bear mauled half his face off. God. And then you see a photo of him after, and they reconstructed his face pretty yeah. well. Yeah, but he's, he was probably in such shock that he didn't, you know, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, he lost one of his eye, but he still has the other one. That's very lucky. crazy, man. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit on the internet. That's Run the gauntlet. Shit. How did you even come by that website? Dude, I don't even remember, man. I think like somebody told, because, you know, there are people that I meet once in a while where, you know, it's they're kind of the same breed. Their tolerance for like foul shit is pretty high. And, and then we'll talk about, oh, did you see this clip? Did you see... I think it came from something like that. And they're like, have you ever seen runthegauntlet.com? Um, you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe it was one of my friends. I don't know. It was too chic. 
来了。Well, I'm not. Tushy came in and he's like, "Let me show you something, dude." That's what he was screaming about. He's like, "Oh my god!" This Korean fob who speaks no other English. He knows run the gauntlet. dot com. Yeah. Runthegauntlet.com. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you know English? That? Goes, nope, what the fuck no, is that? She okay. just visited. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, this wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. You guys can catch us on all audio platforms. We're a comedy podcast about bullshit just to keep you guys company on your everyday commute during COVID. <laughs> But if it's not on your commute, it's just you guys jacking off and listening to shit, and you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, and and guys, support this man. I don't know why fucking YouTube is not letting him monetize yeah, man. this. Some bullshit. Like this dude is doing this from the goodness of his heart for <laughs> you, to, creating content for you. Talking you know? about runthegauntlet.com. Yeah, Tushigi and Run the Gauntlet. You yeah. know. But I have a Patreon, so the reason why we have this new uh, podcast office is because the Patreon people. So they've been. Um, you guys are paying the rent for this place. So thank hey. you very much. Dave told me how much money he put into this place, how much time he put into this place. Support this man. Yeah, for man, real. I had Support. a lot of schmegma for this room. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have, you know, yeah. with the amount of money he spent, you know. So yeah, but thank you guys for supporting us on the Patreon, man. Without you guys, uh, yeah, stuff like this doesn't happen. So I'm glad you guys are liking the free content, and this is this is this is what it is, man. Appreciate y'all. So uh, you could catch Ed at Ed Two on Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to check out Secret Society. Go check that shit out. S C R T, by the way, it's not spelled the full yeah. word secret. S C R T Society.com. Mm -hmm. uh, same handle for Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Um, so find us, check us out, tell us whether you love it or hate it. We'll take both of it with open arms. And you I'll know? fucking kill you if you hate it. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. All right, peace. peace.